This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with David Wheeler, 45, Bone Thugs. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunisunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom, and we have a fantastic show for you today. I had the privilege of speaking with David Wheeler, or Bone Thugs in the Gloom, and he shares a fantastic story about health transformation, mental battle, and the power of the packs. After the death of his sister, guilt gripped his life and his health marriage, and career started on a downward spiral. Things got so bad that the monster in his head encouraged him to end it all. It was a comment at an AO that got him motivated to do something different. And with the help of the packs, Bone Thugs went from a sad clown to a high-impact man. And in today's episode, we talk about the importance of accountability and encouragement when improving your health how vulnerability saved his life and his health forever, and the strategies he used to lose weight inches and to get off medications. And as always, if you enjoy today's episode, be sure to share it with your family, your friends, and other packs across the nation. And now for today's health tip. So Halloween is officially behind us which means Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's will be here before we know it. It also means that we have entered into the dreaded flu season when more and more family members, co-workers, and neighbors will be falling victim to sickness. The good news is, however, that with the right strategy, you don't have to fall victim to this year's flu or other illnesses and instead skate through feeling great and ready to enjoy the holiday. Our immune system is responsible for fighting off viruses, and its strength will determine how healthy you remain. If it remains strong, then you won't get sick. If it becomes weak, then you are more susceptible to viruses and other illnesses. So what can you do to ensure your immune system stays as strong as possible? Limit sugar consumption. With the onslaught of candy from Halloween, baked goods offered at Thanksgiving, and the holiday treats that permeate the Christmas season, there is plenty of opportunity for sugar. These treats seem to be available to us all day long and offered from every direction. Commit to yourself that you're only going to have a small amount here and there versus every time it's offered. Maintain good sleep habits. The best way to stay healthy is to make sure you're getting good quality sleep. It is often tempting to stay up later during the holidays, attending parties and other festive events. Be sure to stick to your routine as much as possible and incorporate naps and other rest periods if you find yourself staying out too late. Take immune-boosting nutrients, vitamin D, 
zinc, and elderberry are all great options to load up on during this time of year. Because of less sunshine, increased stress, and colder temperatures, our immune systems naturally weaken this time of year. By boosting it with proper nutrients, you can help it stay strong and healthy. So ensure you stay healthy during the holiday season by boosting your immune system. Avoid sugar, get plenty of sleep, and double down on good quality nutrients. Now for today's episode. Welcome to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Uh, this is Dr. Tuna Sunt, aka Bones in the Gloom, and I am super excited about today's guest. I got none other than Bone Thugs with me. Uh, Bone Thugs, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, my friend. So dive into a little bit about your F3 uh, background, uh, where you post, uh, how'd you get the name Bone Thugs, uh, and, and what's your hospital name? <laughs> Uh, I post in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I found F3 on someone's uh, Twitter account, uh, a longtime friend of mine. And I showed up and I uh, wasn't in the best of, of fitness shape at, at all. And I had just gotten over uh, the flu. I was on the tail end of a Z-Pack. So uh, I was uh, running and jumping and we... We got into an amphitheater and uh, we were doing a ground and pound and um, the ground and the pound got me and um, one of the packs started singing a hip hop song and I spilled the Merlot and joined right in and finished the rest of what he was saying. So the artist that that hip hop song uh, came from uh, is how I got the name Bone Thugs. I was curious if it had anything to do with the artist uh, uh, or any type of rap uh, reference. Uh, very cool. So it wasn't because you were a, the, a, a big fan of the actual rapper, but because that was kind of associated with that first post. Right. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, See You at the Crossroads was the song that I rapped a piece of. <laughs> well, very good. And, and you said, what year was this when you joined F3? Um, 2018. 2018. So, you know, a handful of years ago, uh, currently married 2.0s. Yes. Married, uh, two, uh, 2.0s. Gotcha. And, uh, you said you're in Richmond, which is fantastic. Are you from that area or did you move to that area? I moved to that area. Okay. Originally from, uh, Washington DC area. Okay. So Washington to Richmond and that's where you found up three and, and, started some of this health journey we're going to talk about today. Yes, sir. Very good. So obviously you've got a health story, a health journey, but sometimes as a kid or as a teenager, we're a little bit more in tune to our health. Did you do sports? Did you do athletics? Did you do other things growing up uh, around health, nutrition, anything like that? I did play some sports in high school. I did some soccer and uh, softball. Um, it's very injury prone. Um, sort of a, of a clutch, but I, I did okay. I, I mean, I wasn't all state or anything, just, um, I went to a small private, uh, Baptist school and, you know, so I played, uh, you know, I think soccer, yeah, softball, 
flag football. Um, it was fairly active. Yeah, so it um, sounds like you you were getting out there, moving around. Was diet, nutrition, anything kind of something that you thought about? Was health something you struggled with at all? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was a typical teenager. I ate everything and, and, uh, and anything and figured it was just young enough and, you know, it would just, you know, fall off. We really didn't, you know, think about um, nutrition. My dad had to work uh, multiple jobs, so it was always – you know, one more cup of coffee, you know, one more, um, you know, sugary drink, whatever it took to get, you know, that, uh, get through the next shift, that sort of thing. And, and in sports, like if I did something well, um, you know, he would be like, oh, we'll go out for ice cream, you know, or, or let's go to McDonald's and get a, you know, a Big Mac. So we weren't really, I'd say, as responsible with eating, you know, growing up. I think that played a part of, uh, you know, my poor choices with, with food as an adult. Because, man, I love rich, tasty, flavorful food. Yeah, who doesn't, right? Right. <laughs> gotcha. So, obviously, active as a high school student, maybe even early 20s, uh, was capable of keeping somewhat resilience of health despite not putting a lot of effort into to you it but as you probably experienced uh, as most of us do is that catches up to you at some point and, and your health starts to deteriorate and your health starts going in the wrong direction so tell us about that moment when you finally realized uh, you needed to change something about your health kind of take us back to that moment when you first started saying i got to do something well i I think the health deterioration really started with uh, the the death of my, my sister. Um, I'll talk very briefly. Uh, I was uh, at CVS picking up a prescription for my son and she had called me and um, we were talking for a little bit, but I had to brush her off because I was next in line. You know, the pharmacist never wants you to talk on the phone when you're talking to them. And um I told her I, w I wouldn't forget I would call her that evening. And because I had been up all night at the emergency room with my son, I ended up falling asleep and waking up at about two in the morning. And um, I uh, had gotten the call while I was, you know, poking around on the PlayStation from my aunt. And she had told me that my sister had passed. And it was at that point that guilt just, you know, swept over me. And I knew rationally that, you know, your loved ones don't want you to hurt. But when I would sleep or, or make an attempt to, that's kind of when the sad clown would attack me when I was vulnerable. And it, just like my dad did, I started turning to the same things because I couldn't sleep. It was one more soda, you know, one more of, uh, meal, you know, one more snack, one more, you know, anything to get through that shift, because I had followed the same pattern in life that he had was I was the provider, it was my duty, whatever it took to get and as long as I bought that check home, that was what my responsibility was. And when it finally uh, turned around for me was I had been attending 
F3 is a sort of a fat tax, I guess. I was like, what is with these guys? You know, I'm so unhappy. You know, things are not working for me. And then someone lovingly approached me, even though I didn't take it that way. And he said, you know, he was talking to the other part of the packs. And he said, you know, hey, if you've got a body like Bone Thugs, you're not going to survive this pandemic. So it really, really hit me, even though it, it initially irritated me that um, I needed to make a change. So that's kind of how I got there and, and the, you know, the change. Gotcha. What year was it when your sister passed and you started going kind of down that road of, of poor nutrition and, and adding some things to your health? Uh, she passed in March of 2013. So 2013. You found F3, you said 17? Uh, 18. 18. And then this moment when you heard this other PAX member kind of call you out, if you will, was what year? Was last year. was 2020. Okay. So we're talking about a good seven years of not really putting health or nutrition at the forefront of your mind and kind of deteriorating with your health to the point where even though you were going quote unquote to, to post on somewhat of a consistent basis, it really wasn't making any type of transformation for your health. It, right. I was only going about once or twice a week because it, it was like, Hey, these guys are successful and they talk the longest on Saturdays. So while I can punish myself for an hour, just to talk to successful people for like an hour and see what their secret sauce was. So as a result of your health choice, you mentioned you didn't, you weren't where you needed to be. Obviously weight was probably one of those factors that was easy to see, but kind of what were some of the other negative effects that you were feeling as a result of where your health status was at that time, as far as relationships go, job, energy, kind of paint the picture of kind of where you were. Well, I, you know, when the, you know, when I, my sister first passed, the grief would, would attack me at night. So much so I lost a great paying job. And um, it switched tax after that. Like the sad clown went from saying, you know, you shouldn't have brushed off your sister. You should have made time for her. You know, you're so selfish. And then when I lost the job, the sad clown switched. To, oh, my God, you're such a failure. You know? You couldn't even give a little bit of time to your sister. Now you can't even, you know, provide for your family anymore. Well, what good are you? You know, um, and every night when I would sleep, it would just be, you know, don't wake up. You know, you failure. You know, you... Um, you know, man, it would be great if you slept for an entire weekend, you know, and then another time, maybe, oh, a week, wouldn't that be great? You know, all the responsibilities of, and then like, man, how about forever? You know, everything you touch seems to break. You know, why don't you um, just stop? And, you know, there had been some days where it got so bad that I considered it. But my kids, I mean, just seeing, a, just seeing their pictures in the back porch, 
I can't tell you how many times that that saved me from, you know, taking a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And, uh, you know, the sad thing about all of it is that the power was within me to fix all of this the entire time. Um, and that's what the hardest thing is, looking back at, at, you know, those years. I mean, you, you're disappointed in, in the wasted time, but without those, you know, you can't be where you are and evolved and, and, and overcome and, and get to the to that spot where, you know, you are taking your health seriously. Something has to happen to reroute you in a, in a different direction. And, yeah. Uh, well, man, I, I appreciate you kind of being vulnerable there and sharing with us that because I, I know you're not alone on that. I know uh, there's many, many packs across the country and the world that, you know, are probably having similar struggles and similar uh, challenges and obstacles to go over. And, and just to hear that you were able to kind of fight those demons and find some solutions to start moving your health in the right direction is a great testimony. And, and I think, you know, this interview is really going to help a lot of people out as they kind of listen to some of the strategies and tactics that you were capable of finding and using and, and to, to move in that direction. So kind of walk us to that point where, you know, I, you hear that comment at the AO, Hey, if you have a body like bone thugs, you're not going to, you know, survive this pandemic and it spurred a spark in you, uh, good or bad, but in either case, it spurred that spark. Kyle, what were those first steps from that point on to start moving your health towards the direction you wanted it to go? Well, at that particular time in my life, when that comment was made, I was afraid to succeed. Um, and what spurred me in that direction was... Uh, after I had heard that comment, they made an announcement at work that a 5K was going to happen. And I had the number of a guy in my packs named Hardywood. And God, I wish I could introduce him to everyone. Just infectious, full of pop culture references, an entrepreneur, a good, a good soul. Um, and I texted him and said, hey, there's a 5K at work you think I have time to participate in this? It's, you know, it's March now, probably the end of April. And he texted the biggest and loudest yes that I'd ever heard in my entire life. I mean, the only louder yes I ever heard was from when Harry met Sally, but uh, the... <laughs> I mean, text after text of, you know, from couch to marathon to, you know, here's a book free, but you're born to run and uh, a YouTube video of the Springsteen song born to run just because he's like I said, he's a silly guy. I mean, and, uh, you know, it's like, wow, oh my, oh my goodness. And I had also called another member of the packs. Um, we lovingly nicknamed him the Yankee aggressor since he's from the state of Massachusetts. And, uh, I invited him over to look around, you know, in my house to kind of fix some things and, and see what uh, he could do. And uh, he finished the evaluation of my house and then stopped at a picture 
of me and my family. And uh, he said, you know, you got three more good reasons to, to come out. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, but, but time and, and, you know, I'm working a lot. And, and uh, he goes, you've got three good reasons to come out. And I'm like, yeah, but this, and he's like, you've got three good reasons to come out. And I'm like, man, don't you goodwill hunting me in my own house. And he just repeated himself until I ran out of excuses. And I finally just broke down and said, I'm afraid. You know, I said, I have failed so much in my life. I don't want to take any more risks. I don't want to put that work in anymore. I'm safe. I'm on autopilot, you know, right now. And uh, he goes, you want to know how you stop being afraid of success? And he gets real close to my face and grabs my shirt and goes, pardon my French, he goes, get some fucking success. And, uh, he said, I'll see you at Mary Mumford uh, elementary school on Friday. You and I are going to run a 10 K or five K. Sorry. And, uh, I looked at him and I was like, wow, he means business. I'm going to go. Cause what I'm doing is not working. I'm not happy. Um, I'm not healthy. And, uh, Pax, uh, uh, his flatline was his name. He made the comment and, uh, what flatline said was right. And I showed up, I was about 20 minutes early. It was very early in the morning. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I recorded a, a short little letter to myself and, uh, you know, said things are going to change today. And you've never had people like this in your corner. There's no possible way that you could fail if you just put yourself in the hands of the past. You've never had this many people care about you at one time. So do what, do what they say. And, uh, he knocked on my window and said, let's go. And, uh, he brought me out to the street and there's, uh, station light poles at an even distance all up and down, you know, a uh, Grove Avenue. And, uh, he goes, I'll tell you what, uh, he said, we'll start with two light poles. I want you to run to two light poles and then we'll walk two light poles. And, uh, we did. And uh, yeah, started asking me questions about me and, you know, wanting to find out more about what's going on. And, and uh, I told him uh, everything I could within that amount of time and just run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. And we went all the way to where the avenue ended and then went back to the school. And uh, he goes, by the way, you just ran a 5K. And he goes, it was all up in here the entire time. So I'll see you next week. And Man, uh, what a what an awesome, awesome story and experience. And, you know, that just speaks volumes to why F3 is more than a workout, right? You hear that yes. and it sounds cliche-ish and, and people kind of spit it off, uh, you know, in AOs and whatever. But this is a true impact. I mean, he... 
here you were in a position where up to this moment in time, you, you didn't feel like worthy enough to do a lot of these things. You didn't think you had the right structure or support group around you until this moment. And I didn't and, think I deserved it. Wow. And then through F3 Connections, th these guys, and, and kudos to them. I mean, T-claps to those guys who were willing to, A, be honest with you, candor, practice that candor, right. and, and out of love, tell you what you needed to hear, and not just tell it, but go that extra mile, drive you to it, pull you out of the car, walk slash run with you that entire time. And Pax, that is so important uh, to, to really understand that. You know, it's not just about showing up and, and being present that that works and that's that's good. But we got to engage with our fellow members at the AO and get to know them and know their struggles. And I, I'm willing to bet prior to that comment and them coming to your house, would it be safe to say many of the packs had no idea some of the struggles you were having? That would be correct. Yeah. So, yeah, packs, that's what we got to engage and we got to ask those questions and we have to. You don't know. I mean, here, you know, here, uh, Bone Thugs was showing up. He was going to the workouts, but at the end of the day, still wasn't feeling like he was accelerating the way he needed to accelerate and still having some of these demons and struggles. And um, that's why we got to be able to share and, and talk to the guys and, and, and dive into each other's lives. So you ran this 5K, which is, is fantastic. Obviously, that's an accomplishment. I'm assuming this was somewhat of a domino effect then to start moving you in right. that direction that you wanted to go. So what kind of changes have you seen as a result of making some of these changes, you know, whether weight, uh, other biomarkers, what, what are some of the improvements have you seen as a result of really working on your health? Well, before I get into that, I want to, you were talking about the packs earlier. They also um, handed off when they couldn't take the responsibility at, at the time as well. So um, the, when the Yankee aggressor couldn't had, had some medical issues and he had to step aside, he made sure I was incapable hands of another PAX member who he knew could get through to me. And uh, that's, that's when I ran with Hardywood for a while and with humor and jokes, he broke me down even further. And, uh, then when he left, I went back to t you know the, the Yankee aggressor, and he finished my training. I ran a legitimate 5K where I, there was no stoppage. Uh, that was what the first activity was at Built Two. And then they were like, "Well, okay, you ran a 5K. Well, guess what? A 10K is coming in August." And uh, I was very nervous about that. And uh, the day before it happened, I was really, really struggling with it. And um, Swirly, another great member of the packs, a real mentor, uh, I pulled him aside and um, I said, I'm nervous, man. I said, I, I don't wanna mess this up. And he goes, look, I understand. We've talked before about your life story. And he said, every one of us here has had a failure point. He said, it's okay. He said, it's okay. <laughs> he said, it's okay to be you. He said, it is. Now go run this five, uh, 10K. And he said, if you don't make it, you'll be out there next week running it. And he said, if you don't make it then, 
you'll be out next week. And you want to guess if you don't make it the third time where you'll be? I'm like, out there running again? He said, you're damn right. He said, no, tomorrow, run the five, uh, the 10K. Sorry, I keep messing my numbers up. He said, run it. And, uh, and I did. But as far as, uh, you know, the, the health benefits, um, I remember uh, summer of 2020, just when it finally hit, I put a pair of pants on and I could have, I could have hosted a banquet inside of them. They were so loose on me and it hit me. I just, I looked at them like this belt doesn't fit anymore. And uh, I was sobbing with happy tears. And my wife was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, they don't fit. I need new clothes. That's great. How, how much weight did you lose over the course of time here? I went uh, from about 272 down to uh, the lowest was 227, but I went back up to around 231. Okay. So good. You said two set, 277 to 241 or so? Uh, 272. Gotcha. It's about 30 pounds or so. Yeah. And then obviously inches and yes. more yes, energy. And more confidence, it sounds like, all right. these type of things. That's great. So you did the 5K, you did the 10K. Um, what is one of your proudest health accomplishments at this point? I mean, you know, have, was there any other thing that you have done since then? Uh, the Blue Ridge Relay. Um, the Blue Ridge Relay? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know you it, have to run up mountains on that one, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> In 2019, I was I was a driver, and uh, they were like, you, you know, the PAX was warning me, and they're like, you're gonna run this one day, and I said, just you know, just trust us, you will. And uh, we didn't go uh, in 2020, obviously because of COVID, uh, but in uh, 2021, yeah, I ran it, and. Uh, Something I, I didn't get a chance to tell uh, to tell you was uh, I'm off the CPAP machine. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, my uh, lot or I can't think of the medical term, but the you know sleep you, apnea. it's sleep apnea, but the I think you, you have to have five or 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 less in, a, in an hour's worth of sleep. Like the incidences where you don't breathe. Yes, I was. Uh, I was, oh, geez, way into the double digits uh, on my first sleep study. But with this one, I was at six. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I was able to get off the uh, CPAP machine, um, clean physical for the first time ever. Um, I think I single-handedly kept Lipitor and time release niacin afloat. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, my so are you having to take those medications anymore or you had to reduce them? No, no, gone. gone wow. Congratulations. No, complete, uh, completely clean. Uh, I'm, uh, I didn't realize th that there was a whole nother level to life. And, um, it just took letting go of the past the you know the uh the feelings of worthlessness the you know and just saying hey 
what I'm doing is not working. I need to trust and have faith and put myself out there and be vulnerable enough to admit it and ask for help. Um, it's the easiest thing in the world to say, but the hardest thing in the world to do. And uh, I could have saved so much, so many years, if I just would have had the courage to ask for help. Yeah. Well, the good news is you, you found it. Uh, you're accelerating yes. now. Uh, and, and, you know, your willingness to come and share your story on this platform is going to, you know, I know inspire a lot of other guys that are battling similar, you know, issues and hopefully be the catalyst to prevent them from waiting too many years or more years than they really need to. And so I'm super thankful for your willingness to do that and, and be vulnerable. So what is your current uh, exercise strategy now? I mean, how many days are you posting? What does that look like for you to kind of keep going the way you want to go? I post uh, about four times a week. Um, the training for the BRR kind of through my routine and flux a little bit, but I'm, I'm settling back into the routine that I was in before uh, the BRR. So I run uh, twice a week and I post uh, to two boot camps uh, uh, during the week. So I'm on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Gotcha. So mixing it up between the boot camp and the running type of styles uh, as far as what you do. Do you do any type of rucking, kettlebell? Have you tried any of those things as well? I haven't. I am curious about rucking. Um, I haven't um, haven't thought about kettlebells. I, I, I feel like it's a coordination thing for me. I'm afraid I'll whack myself in the leg. or I, I would probably have to be with somebody who's done it before. And kind of take it slow, but rocking is really intrigued me. I, I, I really uh, am interested in that. Yeah, I think I think uh, you would enjoy that. I think it, it allows the fellowship. It allows that opportunity right. to kind of share weight with another man and and really get to know them really well. And I think it'll be something that you you would really enjoy doing. So let me encourage you to do that as well. As far as exercises in the gloom, do you have a favorite one? Uh, <laughs> I like the, uh, whew, the, well, we have one called the pipeline loop and we can only do it during, uh, daylight savings time. And it would kick my, my butt. I mean, it really would. When I was only going like once a week, I, I could only make it up about a quarter of the way and then I would have to walk the rest of the way. But then, you know, when I started taking my health seriously, I was able to conquer it. And now it's just become such a fun little way to reminisce and, and just, um, just go, you know, it's time to take the hill. Nice. And it's so a little yeah, so it's a hill that you run up. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's a hill on the backside of our Saturday uh, queue. There's there's some trip hazards, so there's a little bit of a danger element to it. But it's a very steep incline at first, and then uh, it flattens out, and then it's a a nice downhill, and then it's a flat run back in. But you you do it mixed with a triple check, uh, so you run the uh, the pipe loop while uh, 
you know, you're doing some Merkins or some LBCs or monkey humpers, uh, you, you know, it, it makes it a lot harder. But it was definitely, uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. Gotcha. What about diet? Uh, have you made certain dietary changes? Are you doing something specific to kind of keep your queen in check? I cut out, uh, I cut out sodas. Um, and I started going to bed at a good time. Um, I found that if I get a good night's sleep, um, it sort of helps me with my appetite the next morning. I don't know. I don't know if there's a study behind that or anything, but it just, it, it seems like um, I'm less hungry when I sleep more. Um, so I try to get to bed early. I keep my, uh, I try to stay around, uh, around 2000 calories. Uh, I try to keep about what I've heard with, uh, you know, uh, from, uh, from doctors in the past, just, just try to keep, uh, you know, keep it around there, drink a lot of water. Uh, that's, that's really about it. So the big thing it sounds like was the sodas. And, and what people don't realize is just how those things stack up calories over time. Even the sugar-free stuff, unfortunately, the aspartame and the Splendas, they can still, even though it doesn't raise blood sugar when you, you drink it, what it does is it still can spike insulin, which kind of puts you in this fat storage mode versus fat burning. And yeah, they, I, I know patients and clients that if they can just cut out sodas, that alone will usually be that first catalyst to get them to drop a handful of pounds and, and keep them moving in that right direction. And then you can sprinkle in some other strategies and, uh, you know, around the nutrition and so forth. So obviously we want to stay motivated. Uh, having said that, we all kind of hit those plateaus. We hit those, you know, bumps in the road to kind of say, all right, uh, you know, I, how, how do I stay motivated keeping doing this? So what keeps you motivated uh, taking that daily red pill on a, on a daily basis? Um, you know, people ask me, you know, why do you run? What are you running from? And I tell them I'm running towards you know, I'm not running from anything. I'm running towards a life where I, like last weekend, I danced with my daughter. I mean, for longer than 10 seconds. I mean, uh, for, the, for the full length of a song. And I know that may not be a big deal for some people, but it, it definitely was for me. And then even after that, she's like, chase me. And I, and I did, and I could ch chase her and, and cut and juke and, you know, play and uh, taking the biking. And, and I don't want to lose that. So that's what keeps me going is seeing that, that there's a whole extra level in life. And now that I've gotten a taste of that, I don't want that to go away anymore. I don't want to put that away just for, a rich brownie or a, uh, you know, a new flavor of Dr. Pepper or something like that. Um, I mean, granted, I still do love food. I, I could, I am a foodie, but I do it much less often and my portions are a lot smaller. Um, everything doesn't need to have cheese or gravy. Um, and if I do try that dish, 
you better believe I'm running six miles the next day. Compensating for it, right? On the back end. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to enjoy life uh, with, with anything. And, and moderation is king when it comes to that. But I love the story about dancing with your daughter because that really puts in perspective what is important. You know, it, yes. we have to have this why. And it can't just be vanity, look good in the mirror. That can only get you so far. It's got to be deeper. It's got to be something that uh, really pulls at your heartstrings. And nothing does more than that in my own life is, you know, looking at my family. Uh, I think I shared on our pilot episode that, you know, my goal when my kids were born is to be a healthy and active father and one day grandfather. I didn't want to be that guy sitting on the bench in the background, you know, just taking up space. But to your point, I want to dance with my daughter at her wedding. I want to dance with my granddaughter at her wedding. And those are really the bigger, you know, long pushes that I think can motivate us all, uh, you know, if that's a similar story for you. So totally makes sense, man. I appreciate that. Um, do you have anything upcoming? You got anything you're training for? What's the next, you know, big challenge on Bone Thugs list? Um. Fitness wise, um, I want to get it more into biking. As a matter of fact, we're going to hit the uh, Virginia Creeper Trail uh, this weekend. Um, well, you know, that's mostly all downhill, right? <laughs> it is, but you <laughs> well, have to I, break. Guess, I guess you can go the opposite direction. It's, it's the classic 17 miles and pedal three times. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's fun. <laughs> But I mean, if I, if I make my family ride uphill, there you go. <laughs> then I'll be doing it by myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true commitment there up, up the hill. So good. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. So biking. No, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Biking is, is, uh, is of interest to me and, um, you know, rocking, of course, I'll be back at the VRR uh, awesome. again next year. And uh, there is some talks about uh, maybe a half. Oh, wow. Um, I, uh, that's one of the reasons why I want to incorporate the biking. Uh, one of the big problems I had at the BR is when you hit one of those uh, country hills, uh, <laughs> I got about three quarters to the top uh, from the top. And I just my legs couldn't get that last big push. So I'm thinking if I do a little more quad work by, you know, biking some some miles i'll get that extra oomph to get me over and um you know that that's what i'm and also my marriage too um you know during those dark times i do have a lot to atone for and uh i'm working on being a better husband um i still have good days and bad days you know with with the sad clown that never ever goes away i mean it's constant vigilance um, I'm, I'm reading more, uh, which is something I never did. Um, you know, maybe an article or two, you know, or some tech books, but I'm talking about reading to the, you know, develop, you know, my, my mental state. Um, so I, I'm, I'm trying, you know, uh, to, to work on my marriage and, and, uh, having a better relationship with my kids, um, and and uh my temper um i think uh one of the, one of the things about being an f3 and running races and things like that you get competitive and <laughs> and uh you know sometimes uh 
you know, I need to realize that I could catch more flies with honey than, <laughs> than uh, vinegar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so yeah. it sounds like not just a fitness goal out in front of you, you have some other goals going on and that's fantastic. I mean, that's exactly what we need to do as high impact man and men is not just worry about fitness. That's, that's a cornerstone. And that's something that we need to do, uh, to kind of help, you know, the classic get right, but, uh, to really kind of work across the board in those other areas is, is fantastic as well. My, uh, my dad had, uh, an intervention with me too. It just, you know, just hit me. He, um, he, he ballooned in, into, uh, to, to about 300 pounds and he had to, uh, have both of his, uh, hips and, and, and knees replaced. And, uh, when he was up for Thanksgiving in, in 2019, um, you know, he took me, uh, aside when I had bought him to the James river and, he could barely walk maybe 10 yards and um, I sat him down on the bench and he said that his biggest prayer for me was that I would do it differently than he did. And uh, I said, well, dad, what do you mean by that? I said, you're a godly man. And um, you know, you worked hard. I always felt safe at home. I, you know, he said, look, I'm a broken down old man. He said, I can't bend over and play with my grandkids. Um, he said, don't, he said, don't, don't wind up like that. He said, please just promise me that you won't. And uh, he goes, I, I really, really want that for you. And uh, I, it took a long time to process that. Um, and I think that, and, you know, like I said, flatline, you know, saying what he said, it just, it all seemed to line up. I mean, call it divine providence, call it whatever, but it's just the minute I let go, it all came, started coming together. Uh, I, uh, just looking back on it, I just, man, I was so fortunate. I, 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 I was heading for divorce. I really was. Yeah. Well, that's, that took a lot for your father to, to admit that and say that to you. Um, and then I can certainly see as a motivating factor as a son to kind of see that and not want that for yourself. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad that that's not going to be you. And it sounds yeah. like you're putting the things in place. So that isn't your story. Right one day pulling your child aside and having to say something similar. So, well, the information you shared has been fantastic. I, I know people are going to resonate with it and people are going to get benefits from it, but if you can sum it up maybe in three tips, three tips that if there's another sad clown, if there's somebody else out there, that's maybe on the fence in F3, maybe they're kind of going through the motions. Like you're, you were going through the motions, not quite accelerating the way they needed to accelerate. What are some three tips that you could help a PAX member out to get them started on their hunt for wellness? I would say to anybody listening to, to my story, and I would tell them the same thing that was told to me by Swirly. It's okay to be you. 
And the second thing is, is that, you know, none of us have to be the person that we were five minutes ago. The power to turn yourself around is in you. And also, don't be afraid to admit that you need help. Tell your wife, tell your, your packs, you know, don't shut anybody out. I, I think including my family in on my fitness journey, I think was the smartest decision I ever made because, you know, it was like, daddy, don't eat that. You know, daddy, I thought you said you were going to quit drinking sodas. You know? Nothing like the accountability of a child, right? <laughs> right. And, and also just, you know, the, the motivated packs, you know, that those guys, you know, once they saw me willing to commit, even if the sad cloud got me for a week, they were going to come to my house and commit a rendition if I didn't show up at, uh, you know, at any of the uh, beatdowns. Uh, I mean, I just, that would be my three tips. It's okay to be you, you know, you don't have to be the person you were five minutes ago and uh, ask for help. Yeah. Great You're tips. Not You're not alone. You're not. And what you're it. going through, somebody has gone through and they can help if you just ask. And uh, that would be those. Well, great tips, Bone Thugs. And, and once again, thank you so much for your willingness to, to just kind of put it out there today and your willingness to share and be vulnerable and allow the packs to hear a, a genuine story because i know your story is going to resonate with a lot of people and, and in some cases going to be the catalyst to kind of get them to that next level that they need to be so before i kind of ask my last question i just want to make sure you recognize that i acknowledge you for that and i appreciate you and if somebody did want to follow up with you if somebody wanted to reach out to you as far as kind of talking through some of this, um, if they're struggling or if they've heard something that really resonated with them, what would be the best way for PAX to kind of find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at not David Wheeler. Uh, at not David Wheeler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that would be one of the ways you can uh, contact me. Perfect. Are you on the Slack channel at all? The, na the nation Slack channel? Uh, no, I'm just on my local, uh, okay. Slack gotcha. channel. But so the how can so, I get added to it? Yeah, well, we can, well, I can talk offline. I can get you, okay. I can get you invited to that. And then, so once you're on that, then it's just, again, you put a profile, I'd suggest, you know, maybe at bone thugs. Right. Uh, I doubt there's many of you out there in the, in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like maybe once that's added, you can, you can be reached through that channel as well outside of Twitter. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So my qu last question for you then, Bone Thugs, is this. What is your definition of wellness? I think wellness uh, has to start with mental and the physical because um, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, I think first you have to acknowledge 
you know, that, uh, huh, you have to acknowledge that there's a problem and then you have to be willing to change. There's, there's some mental component in it. And then, um, I would also recommend a, uh, a physical too. So, so if you're not in good health shape, get a physical because it allows your doctor to have a benchmark, you know, at least a point A on your journey before you reach point Z. So I kind of, I, I really wish I would have done that. Um, but I did take one, you know, later on, but I would definitely recommend a, a, a physical before beginning physical activity. And then, um, trust, you know, just, uh, and the ability to be grateful. Um, I thank the packs every day. I mean, geez, I'm sure they're getting tired of it. I mean, when we were at the, my family were at the state fair, uh, and the Baja men were playing, it was one of the closing acts of the state fair. And one of the benefits of going to the state fair, it's, uh, you know, now that's what I call the nineties unfolding, you know, right in front of you for a cheap price. And, uh, you know, when who let the dogs out played, my kids just went nuts and, and I was dancing with them and not hyperventilating after five minutes or five seconds. And, and I texted like four or five guys from the packs and just like, Hey, guess what? I danced with my daughter tonight. I went out of breath, you know, thank you. And they're like, hey, well, you put in the hard work. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you know, you had that compassion that made a difference. And uh, just thank you. You know, and I'm like I said, I'm sure they're getting tired of it, but I'm not. I'm so grateful for them and that they saw through my baloney and just, you know, wouldn't take no for an answer. And it, it inspired me to run through walls. And, uh, I also found uh, this poem. Uh, one of my favorite stanzas in the or verses in the poem is, for every hill I've had to climb, for every stone that bruised my feet, for all the blood and sweat and grime, for blinding storms and burning heat, my heart sings but a grateful song. These were the things that made me strong. I love it. Hey, thank you, Bunk Dogs, for your time today. Thank you for sharing your story with the Packs of F3 Nation. Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation's Slack at bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.